and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the hearts-related podcast that tries to give a little bit of relief to some of those hearts fans who have had it tough the last few months or so. Uh, and recently, Mark Donaldson, it's been musical relief we've we've tried to offer. We're going to try and relieve the frustration through <laughs> tunes. Um, we've had a weekend where we didn't play, so we didn't lose, we didn't score, but hey-ho. Um, so there's no complaints about what we did or didn't do at the weekend. So I think in probably a little bit of a shortened podcast today from the norm, we can have a bit of fun. And uh, hopefully our smiles can remain on our faces this weekend. Indeed. So what we spoke about last week uh, was music um, and songs that sum up the season so far for Hearts fans. We'd spoken about goal music initially and it had developed into um, a discussion on what your song would be that sums up Hearts season. That's up until this point. Um, So just to recap, uh, Mark, who posed this question, went with this number. Have a little patience And that is Patience by Take That. Uh, so maybe Mark being a little bit more optimistic, especially compared to my suggestion, <laughs> which was this. Which is, Where Did It All Go Wrong by Oasis. And I said last week, we're hoping that by the end of the season, maybe neither of those songs are going to be poignant, because we're hoping that fans aren't having to be patient, and we're hoping that we're not thinking about where things went wrong, but where things went right. Um, However, uh, the feeling at the moment is maybe (laughs) on the more pessimistic side. So... We'll have a quick run through some of the suggestions we've had. Um, so thank you, first of all, for everyone to getting in touch. Um, Andy Groundwater got in touch. He actually gave us a few suggestions. Um, a song for the season, he said, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me uh, <laughs> by you 2 um, He also suggested, I Hate You So Much Right Now, <laughs> Kellis. Uh, what Have I Done to Deserve This by Pet Shop Boys. And um, Regret by New Order. But he also says, um, from five minutes into the Betfred Cup semi-final, this song. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Which is, of course, it's the end of the world as we know it um, (laughs) from R.E.M. And I think that particular moment is when Stephen Naismith went down injured. And it does feel odd, Mark, but it is that just one moment within a game that's not even a goal. It's not even a sending off. But that moment does feel very significant to our season. 
It does, it does. And I was thinking about um, this in an article that appeared in The Express this morning. Scott Burns, who is an excellent journalist and gets most things right, and he, he's basically said that Naismith looks set to sign a, a permanent deal with Hearts uh, over the next few weeks. And, and, and that would be fantastic going forward. But I have to say that that was a dagger. Um, we'd already been without Christoph Berra, and we were coping just... Um, mainly thanks to, to Jimmy Dunn coming in and doing very well. But once Naismith down, uh, went down against Celtic, we were counting the days un, until he returned. That was that was a tough part of the season. And I know all these songs that we got, Laurie, um, and some of them are very funny, and I'm going to pick out my favourite shortly because I think it was very clever. Um, but a lot of them are the end of the world. And we've got a semi-final. I mean, You've got to contextualise this. And if you if you do it individually and you say to someone at the start of the season, OK, you're going to be fifth in the table. However, you're going to be playing Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle for a chance to reach a Scottish Cup final. I think the majority would have taken it, but it's the way, Laurie, that it's panned out. And it's a what might have been. That's the issue. And what might have been if Stephen Naismith had stayed fit, who knows? Some more suggestions uh, for Hart's song of the season so far. Uh, Tenacious T says, Helter Skelter. Um, Ken Moody says, it started with a kiss. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it started with a kiss, but it started nicely, I suppose. Hart's shirt collector went specific song to Stephen Naismith. Uh, He gave us this one. Which of course is "Don't Leave Me This Way" by the Communards, um, and I think that maybe is carrying on from my uh, theme last week, which was pretty much any song to persuade Stephen Naismith that he should hang around. And um, some of the tabloids, which you can't always believe, um, are reporting that Hearts might be reasonably close to a deal for Stephen Naismith, and that would certainly keep spirits um, in the positive sort of sense as we go towards the final yeah. stages of the season, even if he is out injured just now. Yeah, well, look, just just get it done and dusted. And you're saying there that a lot of the tabloids have reported. I didn't know that. I only knew, as I said earlier, that, that Scott Burns in the, the Daily Express has reported that, and then it was, it was either picked up. They've obviously got it from somewhere. I think there's been too many things now that have been said, whether it's been by Craig Levine or by Stephen Naismith when they've spoken to him prior to games, for me to think, I don't see how it doesn't happen now. I'm not going to get too confident because we've had enough slaps in the face to require um, some of that gel that stops bruises. We've been constantly slapped in the face when we think something has been done um, over the years. But I, there's just been too many quotes that makes me think, yeah, this will happen for what well, I would now consider it to be if it was either the favourite that Stephen Naismith stays or the underdog he doesn't, I think it's got to be the favourite right now. Jamie Devlin says, looking back at the start of, uh, of the amazing start to the season, um, It Means Nothing by Stereophonics <laughs> sums up things nicely, but the song to sum up parts, um, this or any other season has to be Roll With It 
by Oasis, which is a good mm, suggestion true. from Jamie. David Reed says, uh, when the Levine breaks, um, Led Zeppelin, mm. he says Led Zeppelin with a little poetic license. That's allowed. That's, yeah, that's clever. And Simi gives us uh, another Venga Boys number after last week, which is this one. course was up and down and simi says <laughs> what do you mean of course of course it's like saying and of course that was Lil pump and gucci gang <laughs> you've got to remember your audience here of course that was the venga boys with up and down was it <laughs> but he says it pretty much sums up our season several times over you don't need to know the tune i mean the the, the title and the lyrics you know sums up um as does cheesemeister's suggestion which is if i could turn back time I don't know if that would be I could turn back time and keep Stephen Naismith from getting injured or turn back time and not put Greg Levine in charge or turn back how, time. How, and... how, how far back would you turn back time? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's a loaded question, really, isn't it? Hmm. Billy Steedman uh, says, Queen, I'm going slightly mad. <laughs> Is that just a general or heart specific? I don't know, Billy. I, 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 get, I, I get the feeling, though. Um... Thomas, you, just before you get sorry, just before you get to Thomas's pick, whatever whatever it is, and before I, I give you my favourite one, would you change things if you had the choice to do it all over again? Would you support another club? I wouldn't. No, I've, I've signed no. I've signed up for this. I, I knew not from the start. I didn't have a clue. But with as the years have gone on, it becomes pretty quick uh, that you know what you've you've kind of got into. And I think that's why we appreciate it more when the good times do come. My God, it's frustrating. And it's never got to the stage where I'm like, I'm done. As as far as I, I'm never going to watch Hearts again or support them. Never. I'll always support them. I'll always watch them. I'll always get frustrated by them. But going back to one of the song choices about if I could turn back time. If I could turn back time to the 19th of October, 1985, and instead of turning left to go down Robertson Avenue, my mother went straight on and we went to Princess Street shopping instead of dad taking me to the football. I'd still want to turn left. I'd still want to get off at the the Roseburn, whatever part of the ground and, and go to Town Castle. I wouldn't change a single thing as far as that day was concerned, because this is this is who we are. But it's bloody frustrating. And I don't think many football fans would really say they would they would ever want to change that. Would, would you want your team to have more success? Maybe. But then I always say that, you know, I think Leicester's a good example. And I mean, not many teams in Leicester's position are going to end up winning their league. But I can guarantee that that league win for Leicester will feel far better than any Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool even, Celtic, Rangers league win. And if Hearts ever win the league in, in my lifetime or our lifetime, Mark, I can guarantee that that would eclipse, you know, 30 for Celtic or however many they win. I think just yeah, that, because it doesn't come around, even the Cups are, are like that, I suppose. Um, that's really interesting. It's really interesting what you've just said because as you were talking, I'm thinking about the Leicester fans, not so much the following season because they had a good run in the Champions League and they reached the knockout stages, but 
when that title's won, you're thinking as a Leicester fan, it doesn't matter what we do for the rest of our lives, nothing is beating this day. And I'm thinking, that was how I felt at Hamden in May 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and you're, you're talking about winning a league, and that's an interesting one. Because would a league win top thumping, thumping your biggest rivals in front of everybody, in front of a national audience on the biggest cup stage of all? I'm not sure. I'd take a league win, don't get me wrong. But I thought that day at Hamden, walking out in the sun, I, I, I don't know what, what we do now that, that's going to be better than this. And the, there was even, I, I don't know, I don't know if you ever speak to yourself and you have those moments and you get voices in your head. I kind of thought to myself before that game, you know what? I don't care what happens in future against Hibs. I don't care if we lose the next five years as long as we win this one. Now, obviously, we haven't had the best record since that cup final in 2012. But that, that would be an interesting straw poll. What would you rather have, a 5-1 cup final win over Hibernian or a league title, if you're a Hearts fan? What, what way do you think that would go? It's a tough one, because obviously you've got that incredible single day out, but as an achievement, um, you know, to win the league title over a Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, of course, it's a huge achievement, because, you know, a cup, you know, even, even Hibs have won the cup. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, Inver- Inverness have won the cup, and with all due respect to the other teams who have won the cup, it's a knockout competition, which is why it is wonderful as well, because in Scotland you don't get many chances at silverware if you're not, well, basically Celtic these days. Um, so yeah, the cups offer that. But a league win, that's a kind of once in a... I suppose it's once in a lifetime for an Edinburgh Derby final, given that it didn't happen um, what, the entire... Oh, one, once in a century, wasn't the it? The entire 20th century, so... Um, you take the league, one. though. It's a, it's a hard one. I don't know. What do you think, listeners? Let us know. I think it's a good question to pose because I think you honestly would get a, you'd get a lot of people thinking, oh, that's a tough question. Um, but I, I know we like we haven't done tangents for a while. I feel sorry for poor Thomas because I interrupted him. <laughs> it's not actually Thomas. It's Thomas Crook, um, which <laughs> was formerly... I know who this is. It's formerly Thomas Cook, but he's been made to change his Twitter name. So it's Thomas Crook. Um, he suggests the Walker brothers, the sun ain't going to shine anymore. Oh, come on. Now, come on. Let's, let's, let's keep it positive. I don't know who sent this in, Laurie, and it's my favourite because I thought it was really clever. And I was talking about going to my first game in, in October 85, and this, this one sums it up. By the Manic Street Preachers from 1998, <laughs> if you tolerate this, your children will be next. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, very apt. Yeah, we're three thousand two hundred and forty-eight miles away from Tynecastle over here in Connecticut. I don't care. She already Ava Grace, my one-year-old daughter, already watches all the Hearts games with me on Hearts TV or on on Sky. Um, she likes them for now. Just wait till she can speak and say, "Can we turn it over to Peppa Pig or whatever?" And she'll be told to Foxtrot Oscar. Um, but when she's when she's old enough, I'm gonna I'll preach Hearts to her. I'll I'll by the way I'll pick out the bones. It'll be selective pickings when I tell her how good hearts are Daddy's team. And look, she'll be old enough one day to realise herself what a load of shite he's talked. I mean, come on, this team's rubbish or, or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think the whole passing it down 
especially for me over here, because she, she, I can't just hop in a bus or a car and get to Tyne Castle in 20 minutes like I used to when I lived in Pennycook. So I think it's important that, that I can kind of get her into that before she tells me I'm not interested at all, Dad. And then I get angry. Well, here's a slightly more positive suggestion, which came in from both Gordon Reed and Alfie Jones. was things can only get better yeah which um, (laughs) sums things up um what else have we got uh grant watson said it started off with john cafferty hearts on fire followed by blur this is a low uh (laughs) currently playing monty python always look on the bright side of life on repeat um which is a good way to to look at these things especially as a hearts fan i'm sure i'm sure many football fans feel that way as well um, Graham Fitzpatrick gave us this one. The only way is up, baby. You and me now. The only way is up, baby. You and me now. Which was Yaz. The only way is up. Again, positive or you know. Yaz and the plastic population. <laughs> um. Let's see, we've got a couple more. Amaruso Let's It Run says, for some of the fans, um, I can't get no satisfaction by the Stones. That's that's, that's true. That's a good one. And um, for Stephen Naismith, Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash, which we, we covered last week as well, but very apt. Um, Graham Douglas uh, says, this should be an anthem for Hearts fans this season. You can't always get what you want. This season? <laughs> Every season? Just generally, yeah. The long and winding road to the Scottish oh, yes. Cup final from since 1960. And last but not least, Catch22, uh, who's at Always Gorgie on Twitter, said, Song to sum up the season so far for the Scarves Around the Funnel, guys. Um, uh, this one. Best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. I'm gonna teach you to fly. And of course, that was The Best is Yet to Come by Frank Sinatra. And um, Catch 22 went on to say, winning the Scottish uh, Cup and Levine will retire a legend. Got to keep believing, Laurie and Mark. Look forward to hearing the podcast after the Cup Parade in May. <laughs> I like all the takes that we get. Last week, we had Stephen Naismith going to take over as Hart's manager and sign a new contract. That was what someone had heard on the grapevine. Yeah, what, whatever. That one about Craig Levine riding off into the sunset by retiring. Uh, it's funny because this neck of the woods, um, not a team I like in NFL. I'm a Dolphins fan because I love misery. But the New England Patriots, Rob Gronkowski, uh, over the last few days, just 29 years old, he's decided to ride off into the sunset having just won the Super Bowl. It's not a bad way to go out, but... For people like Craig Levine, I think it would be, a, if he wins a cup, I think that would be, okay, <laughs> I've got this taste. I want more. So the next couple of months going to be very interesting, huh? Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. 
and that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. Okay, moving on. Um, so I think that was a good bit of fun to have. Um, thank you all for your suggestions. Um, before we look ahead to Hearts next match, um, Mark, you had. Um, well, we should say that last week we looked at the matches um, since Stephen Naismith got injured, and you gave the Hearts team pass um, pass marks or fail, or if they exceeded expectations. And you suggested that this week we actually look at the players and. Okay. Um, who has got pass marks, who has failed. Now, are you looking to keep this a simple black and white? You passed, you failed, or do we yes. want to have... Yeah, no, nope, nope, nope. this, this is a footballer's, a heart to Midlothian footballer's driving test. There is no middle <laughs> ground. It's either a pass, well done, um, certificate, or it's a fail. <laughs> does Come that back mean, and try again. Does that mean if you've had, you could be, you could have, you could be great, but if you've had one major... That's you failed, or that's cause, a good question. Because that's I mean, I was thinking straight away like a Bobby's Lamal or a, a Colin Doyle, they're going to be well, they're going to fail because you know, as goalkeepers, they've both had, I would suggest, major faults. Even if maybe overall people might not feel it's a failure, are we going to be as harsh as that? Or we've got twenty-six players to go through, so why don't we get okay. to it and find out? Okay, well, I've I've not got quite as many as that. I've. I've cut it down well, to I've... everyone who's played at least a thousand minutes, apart from Colin Doyle, who almost played a thousand minutes well i mean i've got the 26 here who've played at least a minute this season if you want me to go through that then i can and i can i think it's only fair that you got a say in this as well well i've got it in order of how many minutes they played oh you are such a commentator <laughs> right okay. wow well have you have you got have you got do you know what you're going to give people or is this going to be no no i look i don't know no, it's off the cuff okay let's start start with the goalkeepers zlamal Bobby's Lamal, I will go fail. Mark? Pass. Pass, okay. But I don't want him next season. I'm being harsh. I mean, if, you know, I said if we were talking a grading out of 10, I might have given him a kind of six ish. But if we're saying a pass or a fail, um, I would say as a goalkeeper who we've brought in, you know, we we're hoping he's going to be our number one. I say he has not met expectations. He's. A decent goalkeeper, he's a good shot stopper. I think he's had some good spells, but just because of some of the blunders he's he's had and that spell kind of just before Christmas when I thought he was awful for quite a little while, I think it's maybe a just just a fail, you know, because of the majors. Okay. okay? Yeah. Two, two two things. One, if we do all twenty six players with in depth analysis, this will be a four hour podcast. And secondly, with with Slamal, um, I'm going to give the same analysis as you just for him. Uh, I wouldn't have him next season, and I would probably give him a fail. But my concern is, again, having not gone through them all and given them a ranking uh, in advance, I'm not sure how many pass marks we're going to get. So I know you usually do what you normally do and and tally them up. Um, Colin Doyle, I'll I'll do the goalkeepers, you do defenders, midfield, whatever. So Colin Doyle. Well, on the basis of Zlamal, I have to say fail. I'll (laughs) say fail as well. Because... He's certainly not been. I would, you know, if both the keepers were a rating, I'd put them both the same. I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're good enough. They're in the middle. I, I couldn't pick between them. I think, but you know, Slamal seems to be a better shot stopper. I think Colin Doyle looks a bit more composed and solid. But yeah, I don't think either of them are the long-term answer. Okay, given that you've done all your research and done it by minutes, I'll hand it over to you. Okay. Well, well, what I'll do is, um, I'll do. 
I'll let you do the blurb for one, and I'll just give you my pass or fail, and then okay. vice versa. So, Peter Haring, I'll hand over to you. Peter Haring. Pass. Yep. Why? <laughs> I mean, I, I would agree. He's definitely a pass for me. He's one of our best players. Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, the, the, this is clearly a segment that was that was thought up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it might need restarted or, or whatever. Um, but, like... A lot of them are not going to need explanations. Some might, no, like no, the goalkeepers. No. Haring doesn't need an explanation. Pass. Okay, fair enough. Pass. Um, Arno Jum, I'll go first. Pass. Pass. Yep. A lot of people might disagree with that, but I think he's, again, one of our best. And he, he goes under the radar a bit sometimes, I think. Well, he's played 26 of the 30 games, mm-hmm. and he's probably been he's probably been better than a 6 in a few of them. So, I mean, if you're giving Arno Jum a fail... When I've given Zlamal a pass. No. Right, no. no. Michael Smith. Pass. You go first. Pass. Yep. I'd agree with that. Solid. Again, I think one of our most underrated players, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hard one here. Okay. Ollie Lee. <sighs> that is a really tough one. Again, played 26 of the 30. Started 20. Three goals. Just. Just a pass. But again, I want to see more. I want to see more. I'm going to say pass as well. And I think a lot of it's to do with, you know, we're signing someone from third tier of English football. Fourth, was it not? Uh, Well, yeah, I guess fourth when he'd played there. Yeah, they were third tier after they won promotion with Ollie Lee. But yeah, no, you're right. Most of his games were fourth tier. So I don't think we were expecting necessarily someone who was going to destroy the league I think he started really well he kind of went off the boil and now it's sort of a hit or miss he's sometimes a bit too pedestrian but I'll agree I think just 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 a pass and it was interesting I don't know if you saw there was some stats and I don't know how reliable they are because they were mainly focused on James Tavernier and Barisic in terms of their key passes but Ollie Lee was the highest hearts player in the list of playing key passes Oh, is this the expected goals crew? <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, I, I thought it was interesting. You didn't, so we'll move on. Um, Christoph Berra. Now, I'm going to say fail. Wow. I mean, this is a tough one. This has to be split into two. There is no other way. Because it's impossible well, yeah, to pass say. Pass or it. fail. <laughs> it does. It, it, before his injury, pass. After his injury, fail. There's before no his injury, in, 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 one league game. He got injured in the second league game. That's what I'm saying. I thought he was excellent in the first one. <laughs> I don't like saying it. I don't like saying it. And last season, our best player probably, you know. But, and I guess the the game and a half he played of the league in the Betford Cup, he didn't look like he had a problem. But since he's come back from his injury, I mean, I, I, just, I just don't think he's looked himself at all. I think he's been possibly our weakest defender at times. It's, I, it's really funny that I can't be the only one whose mind plays tricks on them. I just had this thought that he played a few games before he got hurt, and you're right. I mean, of course, the, the Celtic game was earlier in the season. It was a bit um, of the cup games, I guess. But No, I know, but, but but still. So, so what, 16 of those 18 games that he's played have been since he came back from injury. Wow. League-wise. Um, well... It gives me no pleasure, but based on his performances, I, I just think he was—I think he came back too quick, and we mm-hmm. haven't seen the Christoph Berra of last year. So, 
So based on that, it has to be a fail. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, if we're given, you know, Doyle's and Slamal for for their overall performances, and I don't, as I say, there's extenuating circumstances, but it's still, you know, if you're if we're breaking it down by black or white, I think. And performances as well, because I wouldn't have anybody else as my captain. No. But and, and if he plays the way he's playing right now next season, I wouldn't have him as a first pick. No. Um, John Suter. Pass for me. Yep. Don't think. Don't need to go into that. He's as consistent as usual. Um, Stephen Naismith. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Clear, clearly a pass. I don't think there's much point in getting By the way, of, of, of late wasn't a fail, but he's not recaptured the form he had no. earlier this season. No, and that's I guess you got to look at it as overall. Um, certainly his, oh, in, his, I mean, 100% his a pass. yeah his influence before he got injured, and even his influence when he's come back in certain games. But he hasn't, yeah, he, he didn't. And I say hasn't as if he's available just now. He's not. He he didn't recapture quite the same influence in games. So yeah, yep, pass, pass for so. both of us. Um, Stephen McLean, yeah, fail, fail. Um, Callum Morrison. Ooh. It's hard because I think it's I, I think it's a fail his overall contribution, but it's hard for someone who's just coming into the team. But then are we? Yeah, take... that that's why I'm giving him a pass. Okay, just again, final ball needs work. But he's a 19 year old kid who's played 24 times. So most he's played, and he's been playing on loan at, at lower league teams. Um, that would have a little asterisk beside it. It's a pass on, on what he's been asked to do, and he, he's adapted well to to the step up, um, but there's a lot of work to be done before he can consider himself a first-team regular. So I'm giving him a pass. Are you pass or fail? Uh, oh, why not? Um... <laughs> Sean Clare. This is another hard one. Sean Clare. You first. <sighs> Played less minutes than Callum Morrison. Um He's still young. Not in the league, he's not. Oh, I'm just looking overall, so the overall minutes. Okay. Um, pass or fail, pass or fail, pass. I'm going to say pass. I think he gets... Yeah, I'm going to go pass. I'm going to go fail. Okay. And I'm going to go I'm going to go fail because I don't think that he is playing to his capabilities yet. I don't think he's adapted as quick as... Craig Levine would have would have liked. I know he said it would take time. But I also think with Sean, it's clear, especially in recent weeks, he's the kind of opposite of Naismith. He's got better in recent weeks, much better. And he's been an important part of the team. But this isn't based on recent weeks. This is the whole season. And I'm going to stick by the whole, I wouldn't want him in the trenches. Because I still think without the ball, I don't think he works hard enough. And by all means... I'm starting him in our next game, and he, he's one of the first starters now for me. But on the whole, for me, he took too long to 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 get going. If we're being critical of of Callum Morrison for his final ball, um, you've got to be critical of of, of Sean Clare. For me, you've got to be critical of Sean Clare uh, adapting, which I know is going to take time, and he was he was injured. It's a difficult one, but I'm 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 in the just a fail camp, but. That's on the whole season because recently he's been fine. Ben Garuccio. Pass for me. I like him. I would agree. Um, I don't think Craig Levine would pass him, but. <laughs> well, he would in the street. <laughs> he wouldn't even <laughs> look his way. <laughs> um, I, I think he's certainly. I was going to say he's our best left back option. He's our only left back option given yeah. Dimitri Mitchell's 
um, injury. Uh, okay, so the other Aussie who's next on the list, um, Oli Bozanich. No, fail for me. I don't. I, I don't know what he is. I would have to go fail as well. Disappointingly, because I, I like him, but uh, he started, I thought, quite well when he when he first got into the team. Um, I think I would have him ahead of Ollie Lee, but I don't think he's done enough at this point to suggest that he should be getting pass marks, which is bizarre because I think we gave Ollie Lee a pass, but I think I maybe expected a bit more from Bozanich, and I think he's got a bit more technical ability. Um, he's also 30 years old as well. It's a, it's a tough one. Look, the first day of next season, I would be disappointed if, if either of those two were starting. I think we can do better. Okay. Than than those, so I think they're fine for squad players, but I think I mean, I, I'm not giving I'm not giving Bozanich a, a, a pass. Dimitri Mitchell, fail. Fail. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't know I don't know where the guy that we got first time around yeah. went, but he didn't reappear second time around. Nope, not at all. Not in an attacking or defensive. I mean, we did, we never expected nope. him to be a brilliant defender, but even the attacking side of his game was was lacking. He just didn't look the same guy at all. Um, Uche Ekpiezu. Um, <laughs> it's a weird one because he's a very popular. T- I'm gonna have to say pass, but to me, still only just because he's a menace. Um, I'm but... a menace, and my wife's a menace. I know lots of menaces. Dennis was a menace. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is, he's he's a huge player with a with a massive physical frame and sometimes he's I've a menace. I've got a massive, massive physical frame <laughs> yes, and I'm a menace. Exactly. Am I which, pass or a fail? Which is part of my point is sometimes he's a menace purely because of his stature as opposed to his ability or contribution to the game. So, uh, But he's he's missed a lot of the game and we certainly did miss him when he wasn't there having a presence up there to hold the ball up and he if he could add finishing to his game, he would be an absolutely incredible. He would be player. At no, I know, but he, he would not. And that's why we've got him. Are you, Wait, saying, are you, are you looks... going against pass? Then are you? Are you no, no, I'm, 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 I'm just, I mean, I'm not giving him a fail. He's not being a fail. Going from Cambridge United to Hearts should be a step up, and he, he's adapted mm-hmm. well. I, I think he's he's the type of players fans get behind because he is he takes everything onto that field and leaves everything out there. And comes back. I mean, for for passion and whatever. Let's put this into context. This isn't some world class international striker we've signed. This is what we've discussed over the last few weeks. It's either a player with flaws or a player who has got something um, but isn't there yet. Those are all kind of Craig Levine type signings. He's definitely got something. He isn't there yet. Could he be? I don't know. But again, he starts for me in games. He's, He's a handful. I think our other players are going to be smarter when he plays. And that if he takes a couple of teams, uh, a couple of players double teaming him, we've got to be smarter to play around them. So he, he gets a pass, but his 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 goal scoring um, gets a fail. Uh, Jimmy Dunn, do we want to? I think he's a pass. I know he's not with us anymore, but Dunn gets a pass. Um. Jake Mulraney is a fail for me, although he's certainly he's certainly been more useful recently. But I would say as an overall contribution, I think on the whole he's been someone with lots of pace, but not really much idea what to do with it. 
I don't, I don't know how I can justify giving him a pass. I mean, he's another player. I think he's limited. Uh, I think there might be something there, but I haven't quite seen it yet consistently. Uh, another player who will work his socks off for you, but it's not I always can't enough. Give him a pass. Yeah. No, I can't give him a pass. Okay. Um, who else have we got? Clevid Dikamona. If we're looking at pass or fail based on how many times has he let Hearts down, he had a bad game at Livingston before he got hurt. Uh, well, he got hurt in the. He got hurt in the Livingston game, game but he, I mean, he had a poor game. game not long before that against St. Mirren. I remember specifically had a pretty bad one. I'm trying. Yeah, but but he, he's another player who I, I I've seen many players commentating on the the football that I do, whereby if they get a little knock, nah, hand goes up. I've I've had enough, boss. Need to come off. I mean, it would take a bulldozer to knock him over. Oh, that 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 derby, the derby game where he could barely walk and still managed to put in an incredible performance. I mean, that was. Do you know what, Laurie? I'm going. I'm going to give him a pass for what he is. He's not a regular starter, but he very rarely lets you down. So I think that would be harsh to give a feel to. He is what he is. I mean, he's not first choice, but he's played 19 times this season, and I don't think he's he's not been brilliant. But I don't think he deserves a fail, so he, I'd give him a pass. Okay. You? Yeah, fair enough, pass. Okay. Marcus Godinho. Not for me. No. Yeah. No, I, I'm not sure he's going to be someone who will stick around and, and be the the finished article with Hearts. So, okay. Um, and Colin Doyle, we've already mentioned, he was the only player below a thousand minutes, so I was going to include. So. There are other players who played a handful, but I think it's maybe too early to start rating the likes of Vanacek or Whiten. Oh, no, um, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. Vanacek's a fail. You don't report back a stone overweight. <laughs> N- no chance. And I don't care who told me that. And I've, I can't remember who told me it. I don't care. Um, and whether it was it was not meant to be um, put in public, <laughs> I don't give a toss. You, you know you're going somewhere. And you spend your time doing whatever you're doing, posting pics on Instagram saying, oh, I'm going to be the saviour. I'm going to come and bollocks to you, son. Get your <laughs> head down, get your arse in gear and get your finger out. Fail. Any others that we've not mentioned that you want to? Yeah, Aiden, Aiden Kina. Okay, I'm just going to go through everyone who's who's had game minutes that, that we haven't already spoken about. Okay. Aiden Kina, I mean... Again, these are like pass lights or fail lights. They're not the full kind of. Um, this is so. These we're now entering the provisional driving stage, as opposed to your full <laughs> driving license. Um, so provisionally, um, Kina, I think there's something there. I think there's something there. So a provisional pass for <laughs> Kina, you. If you want, yeah. <laughs> if I want. <laughs> If I, just, I want, I, I I don't like giving a a grading on someone at that point. I think he looks like he's got a lot of promise. I'd like to see him get more game time, but no, I've not seen enough of him to to make up. Okay, and the other one, it's our pal, our little seventeen-year-old Harry Cochran. <laughs> he can't. He can't even drive yet. He's, is he old <laughs> enough to drive? He's he is, not even. He is just, now. Just he is now. Does he get a provisional pass or a provisional well, fail? He, he, the answer is he can't get either because we haven't seen enough of them. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so to mention them. 
Just to prove a point that we do every single week. What was the point? Let's oh. see what he can do. <laughs> okay. It's funny. I, I was working today. I was I was on baseball mode today, and I'm going to give a plug. I didn't know when I'd get this in, but sod it. I'll do it now. New show, BT Sport, every week called Caps Off. It's a baseball show. I know very little about baseball, but I've been able to bullshit my way this far to get to America. <laughs> so, hey, look, look at me. Wow, big deal. Anyway, I was driving home from this baseball show, and I was listening to, as I like to do, BBC Scotland Sports Sign. And it was actually one I'd saved up from, I like the Monday one with Kenny McIntyre and Michael Stewart and Daryl Broadfoot and Tom English, because I like the arguments and, and whatever. And Michael's obviously got a bee in his bonnet about Craig Levine. And they were talking about what Hearts did last season, playing too many youngsters this season, not enough youngsters. And they were talking about maybe stunting the growth of some of the youngsters, if they haven't sent them out on loan, like they did with McDonald to Inverness and a couple of others, then what's the point of bringing in all these players in the summer and January? Because you're just stifling the growth and potential of these, these young players. And they pretty much said the same. Harry Cochran was one of the bright sparks last season. Now, he's gone from playing lots of games to starting three games this season. Has he really done anything wrong? I don't think so. No, I, um, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think if the team were performing like they were in those opening games of the season, you could understand. It's like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna play them for the sake of it when the team are performing week in week out and getting results. But they've had huge spells of underperforming. Um, central midfield has lacked any sort of spark for the majority of the season. So. Yeah, I would fully, I would fully endorse giving him more game time, and maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll see it. Uh, don't hold your breath. We missed out Aaron Hughes. Did he even get a grade? Not played enough. He'd be a fail on what he's yeah, done. He, he, um, he, he, he would be. I, I don't like to because it's you know someone who's yeah. If if Clevy Di Camona could barely move in that Hibs game because of injury, Aaron Hughes can barely move now because he's seventy five. I mean. It's harsh. It's like the the old person who can't who you know tries to get his reapply for his driver's license and doesn't get it because his sight's too bad oh, now. Yeah, yeah. It's just... and J- J- Jamie Brandon was 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 another. Again, we're not into the the pass or fail, but he's been away with the under twenty ones. Is is he someone that you think? I think this is fairer rather than the provisional pass or fail. Is Jamie Brandon a bit like Aidan Keener? Someone that you think could have a future at Hearts? Has he has he got enough that you've seen so far? I don't know. I think Kina Kina looks like he's got. It's it's hard because I'm not quite sure on Jamie Brandon's best position. He's generally been played at right back for Hearts, but I'm not sure if he might be more useful further forward. Um, I would be in 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 the middle. I think Kina definitely. I want to see him thrown in. I think he's he's certainly got something about him. Got a bit of confidence, and he's got a good physique for someone his age. Often when they're still a teenager, they get brushed you know pushed around a bit but he's doesn't seem to get that so jamie brandon i'm not sure yet i'm not quite sure okay. if right backs is the best position but certainly promise yeah. i've got one more for you okay one more craig levine as a grading fail that's not to say that at the end of the season we're going to say it's a definitive fail but right now given he's the manager with the fourth largest budget in the league by far, you, I think you have to be failing. Cannot argue. 
Okay. I don't think we need to summarise too much. Um, interesting. If, if anyone wants to add anything, you know, give us a tweet at Around the Funnel or email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. I'll keep a note of this, though. Can I, can I take a mulligan? With one. Yep. I'm not comfortable with giving us a mile of the pass. Okay. I won't sleep well tonight, knowing that I didn't. I didn't speak up. I, I can't. I can't say every week that I want them changed for next season, and I still give them a pass. Okay. Instead of passing some games, but. Nah. Well, there's only. Let's see. The only players who we both gave pass marks to. That's all I've noted. Smith down, is Haring, Jume, Smith, Lee, Suter, Suter. Guricho, Ikpiezu, Dunn, Dikamona. Nine. And Levine's a fail for Levine's a fail for now. There's no way I'm giving. I don't care the way we're playing. Just well, I do, but. I, I can't give anybody if they win a Scottish Cup. I'm not giving anybody a fail. If if Craig Levine wins a Scottish Cup, I'm giving him a pass. Not for his style of football, and that doesn't necessarily mean I want him to continue next season in his current role. We've already discussed that, but it's a it's a fail for now. It, it's a pass if he wins a Scottish Cup. Um, that's that's what I would I would um, kind of the the little uh, postscript to that conversation. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So to end the show, we'll have a quick look ahead to the upcoming game, uh, which is at home to Aberdeen this weekend. So Hearts return to action. They're at Tyne Castle. And despite all the doom and gloom, which we're all feeling at the moment, Hearts are only five points behind the Dons who sit in third spot. But Aberdeen have the joint best away record this season, level with Celtic, having played a game less than the Hoops, has 27 points from 14 outings. Uh, the last four meetings, though, between these sides, the home team has emerged victorious and Hearts are unbeaten in three home games against Aberdeen. How are you feeling, Mark Donaldson, ahead of this one? I don't know. That's, <laughs> a, very, that's a very good question. Um, this is a weird one because if the Aberdeen team that has got this away record, and we spoke about Aberdeen last week, uh, how they were honking at home, but really, really good away. Um, I just want to see intensity. I want to see little yappy dogs, the equivalent of in a footballer, just biting ankles. I just, I want to see pressure put on opposition. I want Tynecastle to be a fortress because if Hearts start slowly, which they have done in the majority of games this season, and I don't know how many times they need to start slowly for the alarm bells to go off to actually change that. But they started quick in games against Celtic and various other um, fixtures, not too many. But if they start quick, that not only feeds off the players who then have the confidence to try things, but it gets the crowd on board. And that's the key thing. If they start slowly again this weekend against Aberdeen, let Aberdeen dictate. I don't blame the supporters for getting frustrated. There's only so much of things that you can see before you're like, no, come on. Have we not learned our lesson? That is all dissipated. If hearts start quickly, get the crowd on side, maybe get an early goal. And then it's like, yeah, this is the time castle we know. This is the hearts we know. So again, it all depends. How's this game going to go? No idea. But I'll be able to, I'll be able to give you more of a, or I'll be able to give you a better answer after the first 10 minutes, because I think that will tell a lot. And it is crazy to think, because although I've I, I noted it down, when I looked at it, I was like, after all this, 
if we beat Aberdeen on Saturday, we're only two points behind Aberdeen. Two points there you go. behind third. Um, I mean, it's it's a big weekend as well because Kilmarnock have a very winnable game home to Hamilton Ackes and Hibs are away to Livingston on Friday night, which is a game you could quite easily see them winning as well. So it's a big weekend. Yeah, because we can go into, by, by kickoff time, we could be sixth. Mm-hmm. With a yeah. chance to with a chance to go within two points a third, or by kickoff time, we could still be two points clear of Hibs with a chance to go five points clear of Hibs and only two points behind Aberdeen. Massive weekend. We're not going to sit and go into an exact lineup. I think for this one, but. What would you like, after what was a really dismal performance against Hamilton Ackes, one of the poorest I've seen in a while, and that's saying something given how <laughs> shite hearts have been a lot for the time of season. <laughs> what, what, would, what do you want to see? What are the main things you want to see from this heart side on Saturday? I'm going to be hypocritical here. and It's, it's hypocrisy that's necessary. We have spoken over the last week or two about the number of changes that are made to this Hearts lineup, I'm going to be a hypocrite and say I want a few changes this weekend. And I think they're necessary because otherwise you're rewarding failure. I think, we've, we've look, we've gone far enough down this road. We're 30 of 38 games so far. Um, an old dog and new tricks and all that. We haven't had an unchanged lineup for consecutive games apart from twice from League Cup to to Premier League. So I'm getting rid of Vanacek. I um do we is there anybody who's missed out who's fit again? Do we know that? Um try to think who was out the last game. None of the major ones are the our main injuries are still out. So it's Okay, fine. so I'm 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 starting Uche as the striker. Um I'm playing Claire and I'm going <sighs> How many times? It's like a broken record. I'm playing Cochrane. I'm playing Cochrane in the centre of the park with Haring behind him, and I'm playing Cochrane alongside June. I just I want to see something different. I want to see something that might work. Right back's an issue, Laurie. I don't know what we do. I mean, Brandon or Godinho, it's not really inspiring, is it? We don't really have a good option just now with Michael Smith out, unfortunately. Can we, can we play Di Camona at right back? Can we do that? He's played there before. Would you? Mm, I think he looks a bit uncomfortable there. I think I'd rather play a Brandon than than De Camona. I mean, Godinho came back in the home game against Aberdeen, which he ended up giving away a penalty. Um, I don't know. It depends. I mean, if he plays with a back three, I suppose you could play with someone more attacking, but you might be leaving yourself a little bit open against a team which is excellent on the counter-attack like Aberdeen. I don't know. I don't have a good answer uh, for that one. Aberdeen are good down the left, mm-hmm. from what I remember. So, I think Brandon and Morrison is dangerous. There's a lack of an experience, a lack of experience in, in there. I'm probably with you on the decommon. I'm just looking for options again. A podcast that might identify problems, but we do our best to try and find solutions. A back three of Suter, Berra, and Dicamona. Um we can't play better as the left centre back. We've seen that doesn't work. But again, it's, it's our fullback wing back problem that we've had. I don't mind Garucho as a left wing back, but I mean, I wouldn't want Callum Morrison as the wide player with no one really in behind him. I mean, you could have Suter in behind him as the right central defender. 
I, I don't know for this one. I just I'd like to see a midfield trio though of of Haring sitting with with Juman Cochran in front because I think if we can get control of that midfield, um, we've got to pass the ball quicker as well, Laurie. It's just it's lackadaisical. It's just backwards when there's passes. Or I'd like to see more players show for it. I watched back a couple of the games from from this season, and there's an element of players not really wanting the ball. And I, I get that to an extent because the crowd are having a goal, but you've got to be braver. You've got to want the ball. You've, you've just got to switch off from, from noise in the background. You've got to utilise positivity from the stands, but forget about and switch off from, from negativity that's coming from the stands if things aren't going well. It takes a brave player to do that. And as I said, we've said on numerous occasions, a, a young talent hasn't got the scars of an old talent. So a Cochrane hasn't been over that ground before. And maybe you're, you're, you get a little bit more leeway if you're a younger player from the stands, if, if you're, quote, one of our own. I don't know. I'd just like to see something a wee bit different. But keep the ball, move it quicker, start well, get the crowd on your side. Not much to ask, is it? <laughs> These days, maybe it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Hearts host Aberdeen on Saturday. I will not be at that game as I have a wedding. What? I know, I know. It's second Hearts Aberdeen game at Tynecastle. I'm missing the season because people are getting married. What a nonsense! Eh? Could they not get married during the international break? That's selfish. Oh, I know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I might watch the full match um, in replay. I might not. It depends, depends on the result. On the match. Um, so, are you going to watch the game? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Am at I? Least... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm off Saturday. Yes, I'll be watching it. Okay. At least I'll one be, of us will see the whole game. Hearts then travel to Ibrox next midweek, and then they have the derby Saturday lunchtime. We will be back with a show which we recorded after the Aberdeen game, before the Rangers game. So we'll probably have it available for you middle of next week. Um, looking ahead to the Ibrox game, and in particular the big Edinburgh derby. So it's massive three games coming up for Hearts. In fact. Massive fair few games coming up for Hearts because I'm just thinking there's a Scottish Cup semi-final coming up very soon and at the point of recording Hearts have sold over 13,000 tickets which is oh, really? bad going. That. Yeah, that's pretty going good. So far. That's pretty good. Um, are we going to leave without mentioning our friend Callum Patterson and the uh, the highs and the lows that he led us on a merry dance with his Morris dancing <laughs> in uh, in uh, San Marino or are we just going to let that one slip? Well, you you led me on a merry dance. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> open up your betting account. I didn't deposit money. I didn't ask you to press the button. It's when you find out team news early, and you think, "Oh, it's too good to be true." What did we speak about? It was about a month ago. We we're talking about your best and your worst bets as a Hearts fan, and Thomas Flogel playing up front at thirty-three to one and scoring goals, and other ones that didn't go according to plan. When you find out before. Um, the team news comes out that Callum Patterson is going to be starting an attack and he's 13 to one to score the first goal with Paddy Power and he's three to one to score any time and he's 28 to one to score two or more with Ladbrokes and he's 325 to one to score a hat-trick with Ladbrokes and he's 10 to one with Skybet to score a header. You empty your account, don't you? Well, a similar thing happened when Cowden and Beath played Hearts in the Championship and a lot of people found Razor out... Razor that... Mullen penalty? No, no, in the Championship when... Oh, Callum. 
Callum, Callum Patterson was played yep. up front, yep. and people found out before the bookies did. And yep. But he, he, did he, he not score? He did score that game, yeah. Um, so a few <laughs> he people, didn't in this one. He didn't in this one. He went off injured, which is the perils of of yeah. scorer betting. However, what I what I would say when I left for this country in 2010, uh, cashing out wasn't a thing. No. I'm bloody glad it is now. I was able to make a profit on a losing bet. Not much of a profit, granted, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse if they didn't offer the cash out. And thankfully, whoever was in charge of Paddy Power suspending the, the selection was obviously too slow because when he went down and got hurt, that was a straight cash out job. But it just shows you when something looks too good to be true in life, boys and girls, it usually is. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> see you next time. Bye.